Welcome to the Just Do It podcast, hosted by Anne Duffy. Dental Entrepreneur Women is here to dive deep and share stories with the mission to inspire, highlight, empower, and connect all women in dentistry. Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Just Do It podcast. I'm so happy you're here. I'm so excited about our guest today. She is a new dear friend of mine. Let me tell you a little bit about her. Lynn Wong is a corporate lawyer, a fund manager by background who subsequently found her way into working with early stage technology companies as an advisor and as a board member. In 2020, she co-founded VTAIL Healthcare Telecommunications. For healthcare companies, VTAIL provides a new and efficient way to support and engage with clinicians across the USA. For clinicians, VTAIL saves them time by providing free and simple access to product information and support. She is just un freaking believable, everybody. I love her. She came to our retreat in November last year, all the way from London, England. Please help me welcome the amazing Lynn Wong. Hi, Lynn. How are you? Hi, Anne. I'm well, thank you. How are you? I'm doing great. I got to say, Lynn, you are something special. We're talking before the podcast started recording today, and I could talk to Lynn for hours, for hours, because she comes from such a different place than I come from, and her background is so unique, and and just, I mean, I just, I'm mesmerized by where she was, where her 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 heritage started, and where she is now. I hope that you're all going to read her article in the winter edition of Do Life Mag. You will be blown away by the story of her mother. And I know when we asked Lynn to write for us, this is kind of what came up. I wanted her story. And Lynn, tell us a little bit about where you came up with this this article and speaking about your mom well i you actually invited me to write an article i think back in the summer of last year and i thought long and hard about what to write and in fact the deadline was looming and i had a number of ideas and it was the retreat in november that made me fixate on my mother because I met so many wonderful women at that retreat. And it was one of those places where it was a closed door and where you could say what you wanted to say. You felt safe amongst the group of women. And there was such a huge and phenomenal amount of support that the ladies were actually lending to each other. And it was actually something I'd never felt before. And it was about empowerment of women. It was about the fact that what women are thinking, feeling, it's actually relevant and that other people share the same emotions and feelings. They've by and large gone through the same thing and they were actually there for each other. And this was something where if you take a step back in time, as I did in the article with my mother, women were very much all alone. That support network wasn't there. Women didn't support each other in the same way. And I was actually very lucky that despite the fact my mother had such a traumatic and awful upbringing, what she wanted to see with the three daughters she had was that they should never suffer in the same way or live their lives in the way she had to live her life. 
And she wanted us to be able to reach out into the world. She encouraged us to support other people and other women who actually needed our help. Uh, she believed in the fact that if you give out, you'll get back, not because you should expect it, because that's just the way the world works. You, you just get back what you give out. And so she was always somebody who would always be willing to help anyone. She would offer it, you wouldn't need to ask. And so the retreat was actually the starting point. It was, it's what made me think of my mother and thought, you know, this is what she would have loved to have. This is what she would have loved to see. And this room, this strong, powerful room of women is what she would have really, really wanted to have known existed. Oh my gosh. You know, Lynn, that makes me so happy. I have goosebumps even hearing you speak that. And you mentioned a little bit about that in the beginning of your article. And we take it for granted. I take it for granted how powerful it is to be together, to be in a safe spot, to be able to share the good, the bad, the ugly, and, and not be judged for it, right? And to actually find answers in the room, answers in the hearts and minds of women, because we have this common thread, we're women. Yes. And I, I'm, I'm just blown away, though, by the fact that your mom had such a tumultuous, traumatic childhood and and all on almost all the way through her adult life and yet she was still so loving still so selfless in raising her three daughters and giving you that opportunity to get an education to be able to thrive in the world you mean my gosh you are a, I, I, you know there's so much more to you than being a corporate lawyer i mean you've got layers and layers and layers of leadership and strategic um, genius uh, that has that I have witnessed in the conversations that we've had. So not only did you get your education, but you've you've gotten the curiosity, the love of it's just so deep and so obvious. I would have loved to have known what your mom's strengths were, right? I mean, she's got to have had positivity because she kept yes. up, right? She just never stayed down. Yes. So, you know, she never had a formal education. So when my older sister, who's 16 years older than me, was a very little girl, we're talking, you know, four or five years old, and they would have to make a trip somewhere for some official business to go and see some authority about something. And of course, my sister, despite the fact she was a child and who was literate because my mother sent her to school, had to lead the way. And my sister will, to, to this day, will tell me, I used to be afraid of getting lost. And my mother would say, apparently, she would say, don't worry about it. It doesn't matter if we get lost, we'll just ask someone. People will help, you just have to ask. And that's actually what this retreat was about. Everybody was there for each other. People were actually hugging each other. I don't, I don't remember the last time I cried so much. It's, you know, you're talking about goosebumps just now, but the whole three days were goosebumps. <laughs> It was just a, a room full, just filled with these amazing women who were just here for each other. I mean, if you hear the stories of these women, it, they have all been through traumas. They might not be the, quite the same as my mother's. They're a different sort of trauma, but they're no less. Mm. I think, and I guess that is the the common thread of women. And because I, you know, we had a hundred and you know thirty at our retreat, and every woman there had a story of resilience, had a story of stepping up and, and they knew that they weren't alone. They knew that they weren't alone and that, you know, we could, we could actually hold hands, lock arms, lock eyes and, and know that it was, it was safe to share a story and that you would get understanding and compassion. 
but Lynn, you said yes. I mean, that just blew me away also. Like, you're like, well, I'm coming to the retreat. I'm like, you're coming all the way from England? Wow, that's like amazing. And you didn't even hesitate. You have such bravery. Your mom must have helped instill that in you as a young, as a young girl, because you don't give up very easily. I know that. No. So she also had to rein me in quite a bit um, because I was also very outspoken. And when I and I think growing up, knowing the things my mother has gone through and, you know, as I mentioned just before we started recording, when I first started working was the mid late 90s. And in the world of corporate finance, it was still very much a man's world. You had to work so much harder to actually get to where the men were. You had to put in so many more hours you had to prove yourself and demonstrate, you know, that you were capable in ways that a man just didn't have to. And, you know, my mother used to tell me, if that's what you need to do, that's what you need to do. But in developing, I suppose, those skills and actually in the world of work, I turned into, I suppose, underlying, there was always a particular trait to my behavior, but I became a much more passionate person and somebody who was outspoken and who would speak her mind, particularly if I thought that something was wrong. Because my mother's view was that if something is wrong, you don't do it. And morals should actually come first. And man is maketh man. And she said, you must always remember those things. And when I saw the injustices and the backfighting and, you know, the backstabbing and all the things going on, I hated it. It was truly awful. But, you know, you sort of waded through all the politics and you sort of come out at the end of it. You actually learn things and you become smarter as a result. You actually know what to avoid. You also know how not to treat people. And you also learn what is right and what is wrong. Thankfully, I had a good moral upbringing. And it turns you into a very different person. Wow. So, yeah. Where do you see yourself going in the future? I mean, I know that you've you've created this amazing company. You've got a, a, a beautiful son, Hugo, that is is needs his mama uh, yes. very, very much. He's got some some... Um, challenges ahead and and you've taken those on you fight for you fight not only Hugo's battles but you fight battles for other people all the time where do you see yourself going in the next five years Lynn well what the funny thing is whenever we have a work meeting and I'm introducing myself to a complete stranger when everybody else has done their introductions I will say that I will normally introduce myself as the general dog's body or the bag carrier <laughs> Or the person who shovels all the rubbish every day, um, because I'm the picker-upper. Um, I'm the person who listens. And I think it doesn't seem to matter what I do or what I get into. All of my roles have been about watching out for other people. Um, you know, as a, as a lawyer, as an in-house lawyer, and I suppose then as a board advisor and as a corporate and strategic advisor, it's all about protection. It's all about protecting people and looking out for people's interests and making sure that people think far enough ahead as part of self-preservation really for them. And it's not about you. I mean, the world that I operate in, you know, and have operated in for over two decades, it's full of sharks. It's full of people who only want something for themselves. Um, and it doesn't matter who they mow down along the way. So I don't know where I'm going to end up. I've never ever looked for anything at all in life. I've never actually looked for a job. The very first job I ended up with was because I knocked on somebody's front door at their house, literally, because I knew he was a really well-known investment banker. He used to be a lawyer in New York who moved to London. And I said, can I ask you a few questions? Because I don't know which way I want my career to go. 
and he invited me to come and talk to him. And then he invited me to his office. And I hadn't realized I was actually being interviewed by his team, which then led to a job. And he then seconded me to a law firm. And I thought I might become a lawyer and I'd studied law, but I, I hadn't made up my mind. And I ended up just becoming a lawyer because the firm wanted to take me on. Um, and there I then met my next employer because I was actually their advisor and lawyer for three years when they were starting up. And when they needed to um, move away from the people who funded them originally and fly on their own wings, they needed to develop the risk infrastructure. And primarily the founder needed somebody to watch his back. And that was me. So having said no, 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 for about a year, I did eventually join. Um, and then I left and advised some high net worth families and some pretty well-known families. Um, and then of course I joined an investment bank because they approached me um, through somebody I knew. And I turned that job down as well. We renegotiated a package that was more appropriate. Um, and then I eventually joined. And then I left, found um, a fund of my own together with um, somebody who came out of a very large fund management firm. Um, but unfortunately, that was the time when my in-laws started going downhill. And my son, who has a number of health challenges, started needing me more. And I had to weigh everything up and had to put my family first. So I took effectively a year out. And by the time that finished, um, I started collaborating with one of the co-founders of Vtail who I've known for about a decade because I hired him in to head up a team at the investment bank that we were at a few years before. And we were advising early stage companies and I was watching his back. <laughs> and then when VTEL came along, um, together with another founder, there was a group of us and the other three knew each other before and I knew two of the other three. That just kind of happened. So my whole life has been a happy coincidence. I've never really planned anything. Things happen and things happen for a reason. I just take each day as it comes. Whatever happens, happens. If it doesn't go well, it's okay. We can manage it. We just move on. I don't wallow in anything. I don't have too many expectations other than that people should be decent. So, so I think so long as I abide by those principles, whatever's meant to happen will happen. Well, you might have, have a funny way of happening. Yes, and I think that shows your great faith. I know that you have a great faith in, in your higher power and that it, I guess things always do work out if you if you keep putting one foot in front of the other. You obviously have shown resilience and uh, and always hope. You you always leave every time I've left a conversation with you, Lynn, I have I have been I've left it with more hope. I've been hopeful. I think that you instill that, and that's part of your caregiving, your servant leadership. What advice do you have for women out there that are that are struggling a bit and that they they um, feel like they've got burdens that that um, are really weighing them down? What advice do you give? Can you give to to give them some hope? Talk to people, because, you know, in my life, through all the challenges I have faced, there's always been somebody who's been there. You know, you have friends, you have relatives. They could be your work colleagues. Sometimes somebody more distant from you um, is, I hope you can't hear the rain on this recording because it's crashing down on my roof oh, as we're talking. Um, but, um, you know, people who are more distant from you and not related to the traumas you're going through very often have a much more independent view. But there's always in my life, I've been very lucky that I've had someone I've been able to go to who's actually mentored me. So find yourself that mentor, you know, find that person you're able to connect with and actually speak to very openly, very freely. 
bear your soul because actually unless you do you're not really admitting that things are wrong you're not admitting 100 you actually need to present the whole case not just part of it if you want to try to resolve your problems and think them through yes i i you know and you you are that honest person i mean the, from the very first conversation i've had with you lynn it was i, I felt like i got to know you at the core and i think that's great advice is to find find surround yourself with people that can really serve you and you you well you mentioned it earlier when you were with hazel and, yes. and something that resonated with you at the retreat tell us a little bit about that because that's really speaking to what who you are right now yes yeah, so hazel was on the um on one of the panels during the retreat and she was talking about toxic people so that's also my advice keep away from toxic people so Hazel has obviously gone through some traumas in her life. And as I was listening to her, I was nodding and I was really able to understand what she was saying. And later on, when we were at your house, um, having, having a dinner party later on, um, a house party, I went up to Hazel and I thanked her um, because she was the first person to actually affirm that what I had done in effectively removing somebody from my life who was the huge cause of toxicity was the right thing to do. It was a really big deal because of who that person was for me. Um, but that person really affected me. It affected my whole family um, in a way that I never thought possible. And after several years of going through quite a lot of pain and toxicity because of this one person, however important I originally felt that person to be, it wasn't worth it. Um, so I thanked her for actually saying that and actually affirming that I took the right decision. And I would say, I would, you know, confer with Hazel and actually say you should surround yourself with good people, with moral people, people who are honest, who are decent. It's not just about them being there for you. You must also be there for people. So because of where I have come from and all the things I've been through and how much of a struggle I've had to reach where I am. I'm always open to helping people. If somebody wants my help, I will help them. You know, you don't have to pay me. You can just, I can just talk to you. It's okay. It's my time. And actually, if I can spare you the time, if I can, you know, just, you know, so that it reduces your pain, your suffering, great. If by talking to you for five minutes, that's all the time I'm giving up, but it saves you three weeks of, you know, urgent research and not getting anywhere and you going to pay good money to talk to people who give you really bad advice. I'd rather help save you the money and the time because people have helped me and I'm where I am today because people have actually believed in me and helped me. And this is what makes the world go round. So I'm all out for helping young girls who are actually starting out who don't have any role models. Um, you know, even our lawyers at Vtel, one of them has actually sent his daughter to me and I found a great work experience. So I live in Oxford in England. So the university here is obviously one of the most top universities. The science laboratories are something out of another world, but it's an exceedingly elitist, prestigious place you cannot get into. And I managed to help secure a 17 year old, a work experience placement with the professor of a particular area who I won't name, who's now with the Gates Foundation. Um, you know, and she had an absolute, absolutely amazing time for, for about 10 days. Um, but, you know, if I can help open the eyes of young girls to what is out there and the potential, I'll do it. And that's what I would encourage everyone to do, because without people doing these things, we're still stuck in the past. Women will still be sort of trying to climb that ladder and that glass ceiling will still always be there. We need to actually break that ceiling. 
we need to break the mold and we need to just take women forward. Oh my gosh, Lynn, you are, I cannot wait to continue our friendship, to continue working with you, to continue sharing more stories of, of that you have in your, in your life and in your pocket, uh, because you are definitely somebody that has given so much when you experienced so pain from your mom, from your past, you know, and, and you, you, you've actually grown in the love of, of others and how you can help them. I mean, it's always been that way with you. And I've, I've just, it just goes to show that no matter what happens in your life, you can turn it around and you can make it something good. And that's what you have done. You have really done that for all of us. So I, I'm just so thankful for you to be in our due community and um, so thankful for our time today. I hope that anyone that's listening here today that, that is that is struggling, know that, that we're all here for you and that all you have to do is reach out, be yourself and know that you are loved. So Lynn, thank you so much. Any parting words today for our, our listeners on our Do Life Retreat uh, oh, podcast? I, I love you all. I really enjoyed meeting all of you. If I can ever help any of you in any way, just please reach out to me. I would uh, I will welcome you with open arms and do whatever it, I'm able to help you. And, you know, Anne, I'm so pleased I've met you. I'm so very glad to have you in my life. You're a wonderful, wonderful woman. And for the listeners, by the way, my husband listened to Anne's voice on a, on another podcast yesterday. And so she has the most beautiful voice. He said she missed her calling. She should have been a radio broadcaster. She has a <laughs> silky voice. <laughs> I like your husband. I'm going to come over there. And yeah. I'll tell my husband that that'll be fun when we we chat tonight uh, later after this after this day. You are something special, Lynn. Um, and how can we get in touch with you? First of all, we should shout out big shout out to uh, Vtail because I love everyone you're working with, Toby and Mike McCarthy. I mean, they're just amazing people, and it's such a great platform to get the answers that you need when you're building your businesses and when you're growing your businesses. How do we get in touch with you, Lynn? Um, and well, join VTail. Let's let's talk a little bit about quickly how to how to join VTail. Uh, how to join VTail? You can go as a dental hygienist, dental clinician, anybody who works in the office management, DSOs, anything connected to dental. Unless you're a product company, that's a whole other side for product companies. But for the so-called end users of our VTail platform, it's free. You can join VTail by going to the App Store and downloading the VTail app. You just need to input your details as a bit like a dating app and you register where you practice what you do and um, you register for the app. And once you're registered, it opens up a door to you where you can see all the different healthcare companies which are relevant to you based on what you've input. And you're able, they can't see you, but you can see them. So you're in control and you can choose who you want to connect with. It's that easy. So our website is www.detail.co. And Lynn, how do we get in touch with you? We have um, any questions or we, or we need somebody to, to, to take our hand. Okay, you can get in touch with me on my email, which is lynn, L-Y-N-N, at vtail, B-T-A-I-L dot co. Oh my gosh, thank you, thank you, thank you. And I'm a member of VTEL and I love it. It's, it's lovely to be able to connect 
with leaders in the industry and to, to get on the inside scoop of, of what's happening in our profession. Lynn Wong, thank you so much for being with me today. I will see you at our next retreat and I hope yes. that you have a lovely day. Everyone that's listening to us, remember to keep doing you. Thanks thank everyone. You. Thank you. Thank you for listening to the Just Do It podcast hosted by Ann Duffy. To learn more about dental entrepreneur women, to share your story, or to join the movement, please visit our website, do.life. That is D-E-W dot life. Subscribe to the show on Apple Podcasts or your favorite podcasting app to make sure you don't miss an episode. And in the meantime, keep doing you.